There are dire warnings that New South Wales will be hit by increasingly extreme weather. 2015 was the hottest year since climate records began. Your show this July was the single hottest month in recorded history. Australia sweltered through its hottest spring on record. Climate change is now affecting every country on every continent. It's the rate that's a great concern. And what do you put that rate down to? Oh, it's human activity. We have everything we need. Some still doubt that we have the will to act. But I say the will to act is itself a renewable resource. Hello and welcome to week three of the Climactic mini-series on the Victorian state election with Act on Climate. So we get right into it this week. This mini-series has now hit its stride. We've got Lee from Act on Climate confidently taking the mic and leading us through the meeting. So I hope you liked this episode. It's a little bit longer because there was too much good stuff in it. So there won't be an outro to this week's episode. So I'll just say now we're only six weeks away to the election. And if you haven't already, jump on the Act on Climate Facebook page and Twitter account. The links are in the show notes. Because by Sunday, when these episodes go up, you'll already be six days behind the action, and it's getting pretty action-packed around here. But thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And if you're doing anything yourself in the lead-up to the Victorian state election, please get in touch and let me know. Just drop me a line at hello at climactic.fm. Thank you so much, and have a great week. Basically, we're doing a little podcast, like a mini-series podcast, um, about what Act on Climate are up to throughout the state election campaign. And that's why it, it's really weird that I'm holding a mic right now. <laughs> Ordinarily, this does not happen. Yeah, I definitely encourage you all to tune into the pod because they're really cool. I'm really liking them, man. They're really good. And it's like, a, it's just a really cool, um, yeah, like analysis. And, you, you know, just like having people laughing and all of that ambient noise is really cool. Especially the muffins. Especially the muffins. <laughs> Before we begin this time, I'll do something a bit differently. So just for the listeners of Climactic... You know, it's a, it's a pretty hot October day in Melbourne today, so Friends of the Earth, you know, we're, we're pretty humble. We don't have any air conditioning, so we've migrated down to the mezzanine in the, in the um, Friends of the Earth cafe. So you'll hear all of the sounds of Smith Street, Collingwood um, in the background, and we're all pretty sweaty and, and hot at the moment. It's, um, it's an unusually hot October day, and that's probably a good segue for what the hell we're doing here in Act on Climate. So today, um, October 8, um, the IPCC, so the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, they've just put out their special report on the climate impacts of a 1.5 degree world. And it's really, really concerning. The decades of inaction that we've seen have made the task more and more difficult. And we do need to see radical transformative action over the next 10, 12 years if we are to rein this problem in. So, yeah, it is really disturbing reading. I'm still getting my head around it. There's a lot to get through. Friends of the Earth International, fortunately, have given us a bit of an overview of the key findings, um, one of which is the difference between a 1.5-degree world and a 2-degree world is quite enormous and alarming. Hundreds of millions of people more that are displaced and in you know kind of this state of climate affected poverty like it's really full-on but nonetheless you know rather than getting down in the dumps about it all there's no place I'd rather be than with you guys and you men and women here and that's a good point to note that we're actually um it's Mark and I and 
five totally badass women here today. So, you know, the women of Act on Climate are doing so much work and, yeah, we totally note that. And non-binary folks and everyone of of um, all walks of life and um, yeah, so I just note like I'd, I would not, I'd rather not be anywhere else than here because yeah, when we're taking action together, that's what gives me hope and um, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do. And the immediate intervention point for us in Victoria is that we have an election. So in about seven weeks, Victorians will be going to the polls. We've got the Greens who have come out in support of our campaign for a climate change budget which is really amazing we've got the Labor government who are committed to doing some good things on renewables but still haven't put anything climate focused on the table yet so there's this kind of point of influence at the moment where you know if we do our job well we might be able to get the Labor government committing to some more climate change initiatives and lastly we have a coalition of the National and Liberal Party without a climate policy. The fact that Matthew Guy, the opposition leader, is speaking at an ExxonMobil sponsored event the day after the IPCC report, that quite frankly is really shocking. It's, it's like complete lack of good judgment on his behalf. So I'm really glad that we have been gearing up to hold him to account holding the climate blockers to account because it's unacceptable for them not to have a climate policy on the table this close to an election. Wednesday, October 10, we've got the Minister for Climate Change speaking at one of our events. We've got a a really good grouping of speakers from local mayors to Linda Kennedy from Tarnagala to talk about climate impacts. And, you know, hopefully the the minister has something really positive to announce. Um, That would be a a highlight of the year if that was to happen. Yeah, obviously this is an audience of people where every vote does count. There are 600 votes between the Labor Party and the Liberal Party, and it's currently held by a Liberal with very little to say about renewable energy and climate change. Later on this week, we have Walk This Way, which is a Friends of the Earth Melbourne fundraiser. And so... Just for the new people in the room today, um, Act on Climate is a collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne. So Faux is kind of like the iPhone. It gives you all of these capabilities. And, you know, but you might need to make a monthly payment to keep the iPhone going on, right? Whereas Act on Climate, it's kind of like Spotify. And, you know, if you want Spotify without the ads, you need to chip in again. <laughs> so this particular Walk This Way action... It's about um, raising some funds for Friends of the Earth Melbourne and it's also about highlighting the impacts of climate change and plastic pollution on the Bayside communities of Melbourne. So we'll be walking 15 kilometres from Sandringham to St Kilda and we'll be taking actions along the way. And yeah, we've got over 50 people signed up so it'll be quite a, quite a contingent and it should be really fun. Yeah, this week is kind of like the crazy week that we have and then things are going to die down. Um, but it will become a little bit more um, nimble and responsive rather than you know, proactive and, and, and well planned out. Um, and what do I mean by that? I mean that there's going to be you know, Matthew Guy speaking there, the Premier speaking over there. Like, How do we mobilise our people and make sure that climate change is on the agenda wherever they go? And we're also going to have candidates forums. You know, if we're paying close attention to the races that matter we can make sure that we're rocking up at candidates forums, mobilising our people to attend, asking strategic questions, flyering, you know, documenting the good news stories when we get candidates to put their hand up for climate action. Um, And if we do have any, um, you know, climate 
deniers or climate blockers, you know, we can hold them to account as well. And um, I guess just one other thing as well to keep in mind, some political polling came out today and it found that Labor is ahead in the polls, 52 to 48. So obviously it depends, you know, what seats, you know, how that's being distributed um, is pretty important. But at the moment, Labor are in an election winning position. So that's kind of of a bit of context for us all to keep in mind at the moment. Um, and yeah yeah so um yeah it can go anyway there's still seven weeks or or so to go so um yeah a long way to go but um just something worth keeping in mind and over to kate matthew guy online action results oh yes (laughs) so that's really cool so um about a week ago we kicked off an online action that we're calling for our supporters and allies to send an email to Matthew Guy, basically saying, we've noticed that you're speaking at an event sponsored by ExxonMobil, who are, you know, one of the most active, a group that has actually, you know, muddied the waters for the community when it comes to the, the actual threat of climate change and what's needed to deal with it. So what we've done is basically put Matthew Guy on the spot and say, are you going to stand up for Victorians affected by climate change and reveal, you know, your plans to deal with the problem? Or are you going to remain silent and let climate blockers like ExxonMobil off the hook? And we have managed to get um, 225 people emailing Matthew Guy in a week, which is pretty amazing. So in his inbox every day, bing, 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 bing. And it's all a climate change. It's a climate change message, and it's um, basically telling him to get off his bum and do something about it. So that's pretty amazing. And now we have fun detectives competition. Yeah, sure. Great. All right. So Lee was kind. Of, well, so Lee made the mistake or gave me the privilege of being an admin on the Facebook page, which is really cool. And I'll take my self out of my own ears, which is really creepy. (laughs) I don't like the sound of my own voice that much. Um, So we got contacted by the Environmental Film Festival, which is on now, I think, just started in Melbourne. Really cool thing. And they had a double pass they gave us to Enote's Ark. Probably saying it really badly, but it's about the island nation of Kiribati, which is just barely above sea level and less so every day. Um, so it's a documentary about Kiribati and the former president, um, Anote Tong, trying to, like, like, kind of like what um, the president of the Maldives did about five, six years ago, going to the UN saying, hey, we're members of this group and we're currently being exterminated by sea level rise. How about, you know, if this was the Nazis, you guys would do something, but because it's the climate. Um, so the crazy thing is, though, there's going to be a documentary screening. There's going to be like a, a dance performance there by uh, members of the Kiribati community who have already immigrated to Melbourne because you can't live there anymore. And in the audience is going to be the former president of Kiribati himself. He's going to be interviewed by Joe Lauder from Triple J. It's going to be a really cool event. And yeah, we got a double pass to give away. So we had a bit of a talk last week to say, what should we do to give this double pass away? And because climate detectives have been such a good thing in like sort of making it accessible and fun to talk about climate change stuff, and we want to spread it out a bit more, have it be like a new knitting nanas type thing, uh, we're holding like a photo competition of like, send us your best climate detective selfie. 
or you know, your, your best sort of action shot about there hunting for climate criminals. Um, so that's running now. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. If you guys want to share it, cool. Yeah, you've got your fantastic photo up there, Kate, kind of showing people how it's done. Um, so yeah, if people want to either post photos to act on climate or send it in an email to Lee, we'll be choosing the best one. When I think I said like Friday or something. Yeah. Friday, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, something like that. So yeah, by the time this comes out, we'll have a winner. But um, yeah, if you guys want to double pass to that, just, you know. Take some photos tomorrow of the action as well. Yep. All right, so that's what that's all about. It's nice to have stuff to give away. It's a good idea. Yeah. If anyone else is listening that wants to give away stuff through Act on Climate, feel free. Don't just give it to We will give it out in a nice way. <laughs> Unless it's tasty muffins. Uh, a chap from East Gippsland is doing a series of blogs about, I think, local candidates and their kind of climate slash environment credentials. Um, it's going to be really interesting in Gippsland and East Gippsland, I think, coming election. Yeah. Uh, but it's the sort of thing which I think is kind of yeah, labour intensive. And so it'd be really good if he needs any help, either with um, writing blogs or uploading them or really whatever if we can offer some assistance. In terms of what we can do to help, and he's taken up this offer, I said that we can cross-post anything that he does on on the Act on Climate blog and get it out through our social media channels, you know, similar to what we do with Climactic stuff. And we have published one blog by him before, so it's like a good way of just continuing that relationship. Um, And I've put him in touch with some people from the Latrobe Valley and from the Bass Coast so that, you know, they can potentially replicate what he's doing so that we're starting to kind of have that more rhizomic approach which is the faux faux approach i was talking to some people from the Trove valley today because i was down in the valley uh apparently there's like out of eight of the local candidates five of them are calling for new coal so i was wondering if we want to do anything maybe not in that space but to help out the folks who are saying transition for the valley because i mean we were talking a bit about like what's going on within with transition and stuff and not yep. much really yep. it's mm-hmm. like if climate if climate change is low on the radar for the election transition isn't even on the radar yeah i worked in the valley in 2016 and it doesn't look like the climate conversation has progressed at all mm. since i've stopped working there mm-hmm. um so that's a bit concerning mm. could you mind giving us like just an idea of what transition means and sort of in the context of the yeah, valley? Yeah. just transition is in regards to the local economy the Cho Valley economy has been based on coal. Like that's been the primary employer or the primary kind of income in the community. Obviously we're in a world that's moving towards renewables um, for a bunch of different reasons. Part of it is that the coal power plants are so old that they're no longer reliable. On the other end of the spectrum, it's also because of climate change. We have to move to renewables because otherwise we're gonna have a, uh, a planet that's no longer livable. And so that's going to be a transition. So the economy is going to transition from, you know, having kind of being centered around coal to being more of a dispersed economy. So you're going to have renewable energy in there. You're going to have like storage, you know, that's in when I say renewable energy, I mean, like both producing the technology, um, actually producing the electricity and selling it, which is kind of what the current model is, but also have more industries so that the valley is less reliant on one specific pillar that's an economic transition but the thing is economic transitions happen all the time but in a bad way so you know uh when i think it was was it geelong that the auto industry kind of 
suddenly closed down um, and then suddenly there's a big hole in the economy. That's a transition, but that's a bad one. So what we need for the valley is a just transition. So one that's based on kind of what's good for the community, what's going to be sustainable in the long term. Uh, and so when we're talking about a, a transition for the valley, we mean a just transition. That help? Yeah. Sweet. Excellent. Thank you. Just feel like, just in terms of uh, put your thinking caps on down the track, we should have a party after this election. <laughs> so, um, and something that's like totally, you know, low barrier to action. Like, even if it's like Edinburgh Gardens and we all just bring heaps of picnic rugs and some Bluetooth speakers and some frisbees, some frisbees and slack lines and just like have a big party. And just like, yeah, make it make it for the collective, but open it up to anyone that wants to come. I think that would be really cool. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there for something in the future. Yeah. Oh. I, I propose that party be on both the Saturday and the Sunday, because there's so many people like me who, like, work on the Saturday and we're free Sunday. A lot of people work on Sunday, but the Saturday, just like... We're going to have a 48-hour party. <laughs> do it. Please. Do it. Okay. <laughs> we have to start fundraising for this party now. Yeah. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. It'll be free. It's kind of thing, like, yeah, but if you're free both days and want to go both days and see, catch up with different people there, I think it'd be great. Yep. Um, and just one other proposal. So um, at the moment, and this is just kind of, this is a little bit to, this has a little bit to do with the nature of grassroots campaigning and a little bit to do with um, the fact that the Act on Climate Collective, like we're less than two years old, we're still in our infancy and we're still kind of, you know, the, collective, the core of the collective is still establishing. Um, but when it comes to fundraising, like the burden of raising funds falls on my shoulders. And... Um, falls heavily on your shoulders. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it is, like, it is actually a, a big stress. And people have seen me when I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, this is the worst. I'm struggling and I don't know what to do and I need to pay the rent. Um, and, you know, every now and then that happens, like maybe once or twice a year, I have a bit of a, like, heavy moment. But, um, yeah, we've just got some good news. Like, we're, we're pretty good, basically, between now and the end of the year. But we do need to start thinking over that period of time, over the next two months, how do we, how do, we do some fundraising so that we start the year with a little bit of money in the kitty? Because it would, it would just be so crap to, um, to finish this election year to have a lot of impact and then to start afresh with no money in the bank like that would really suck so um, if there's anyone that is particularly interested in maybe even sketching out a bit of a fundraising plan you know with me or if you wanted to, if someone wanted to go and just do it themselves and really think um, blue sky about it that would be really welcome um, yeah awesome are we allowed to sell stuff yeah Hungry? like yeah like um the Nuclear Free Australia That's Collective true. are doing a wine drive at the moment, so maybe we could do a Christmas wine drive so that, you know, when people are going to their family Christmas, mm. they've just bought a bottle through us and we get, you know, get like 50% of the markup or whatever. Yeah. I think we finally need a shirt. We do need a shirt too. We need a shirt. Mm. I don't know, but we be willing to. Yeah, what message, like if we were going to make a shirt, what would the message be? Have to have some sort of an animal or a cartoon or something. <laughs> yep. What's, what's our theme animal? <laughs> well, that's the, what says climate? All of them. <laughs> yeah. 
I do like the um, t-shirt comp idea too because it's Ooh. like because then we can open it up to all of our you know our, open it up to the community and the culture and be like hey you know like we're going to get a hundred t-shirts done yeah. what are they going to look like you know mm -hmm. throw us some ideas and do like a good brainstorm and they get to see their shirt on like a hundred other people yeah and as soon as you see them like ah. yeah The Climactic Collective. This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H E R E media.studio.